boom, we're here. <laughs> Welcome back to Chasing the Chip. This is episode 28. I am your host, Moise, as always, alongside my co-host, Wayne. How you doing, Wayne? Hello, y'all. I got the beep in my crib fix. You got the beep in the crib fix? That's what's up. We're not going to have to deal with the background fire. I mean, last week we had a fire alarm and a smoke alarm going off on both episodes of Chasing the Chip. We were in danger. Yeah. uh, We had some alarm bells ringing, and uh, that's kind of ominous for the Wizards' future. I'm not going to lie to you. Hopefully it's not as bad as whatever alarm is going off uh, in any of our given recording environments. But hopefully, uh, it goes well. So, Wayne, we got some preseason to talk about. Uh, oh, yeah. The Wizards return to playing basketball, sort of, this week. Uh, we have a preseason game against Houston tomorrow, I believe. And I think we play the Knicks on Saturday uh, for our preseason this week alone. But uh, it's nice to finally have Wizards basketball back. And uh, I am ready for one. To have my mood ruined by the Washington Wizards. What about you? Uh, I would say we definitely got some tougher preseason games because Houston is clear. Houston's one of them teams where preseason they're going to be like dominant because they got like all rookies and stuff. And they're all, like, <laughs> they got Josh Christopher, Jalen Green, uh, Sengun. Like, oh man, everybody just play them a bunch of minutes and they're about to go off. They're all so. pretty much rookies and like first. Three year players, like even I'm, I'm guessing Kevin Porter Jr. plays in that Rockets game. Uh, oh man, yeah, I mean, they'll play like maybe the first half. They're basically getting their entire starting five. Jay Sean Tate, you know, I think he's a thir- what, second or third year player. Is he healthy yet? Um, I haven't heard anything about. Him. I have to look it up. I don't know. He was playing well last year. That's another young guy for them. They guys have a crazy, crazy young core, and uh, we kind of don't have that. We have like a, I guess I wouldn't say young, but I also wouldn't say old. We're all like between twenty three and like twenty seven. I would, ha- if I would have to, kind of give it a yeah. range. And I haven't heard if if I had heard something about Ruri, I'd be more confident because in preseason games, the dude is Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> preseason and first quarter Ruri are a different breed. Uh, but I it doesn't the appear last year. This guy was one on he was one on one with KD, giving him buckets. He dunked <laughs> on KD in preseason last year. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. put him on Black Ross. <laughs> Straight up posterized, probably the best player in basketball. Uh, I think that was KD's first game back, coming off yep. the Achilles too. And it was early in the game too, like yeah. two minutes into the first quarter. <laughs> took the rebound over KD and then went up with one hand. First quarter, Rui, different breed. First quarter preseason, Rui is Michael Jordan. Like, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think he's back yet. Uh, he's definitely not back yet. We have no real he, update about what what is happening with Rui Hachimura. Hopefully, his mental is getting better. The season's beginnings are, you know, are approaching. It, it's getting a little dire to the point maybe he won't be back by the time the season starts, which is worrisome because you know you hope to have a your starting power forward in the building, let alone playing. And who knows? Like maybe hopefully he's coming in, you know, in shape. Rui has always had a really good work ethic, but with mental stuff, you never really know. If his head's not in the game, maybe. He hasn't been keeping up with his workouts. Maybe he comes in like Bertans last year. Hopefully not. Hopefully he's just he comes in ready to play. Comes in ready to just be, uh, just ready to be a contributor as soon as he gets back. You never really know. But man, it's uh, it's kind of rough not having Rui around. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. And then uh, Danny's not playing tomorrow. They said he played five v five, and he's been playing 
with the guys, but he's not playing tomorrow, but they're looking at Saturday mm-hmm. for his return. And that's cool. So I'll, I'll be looking to see that. Because yeah. hopefully the Knicks play a bunch of bums that we just get to see Danny run point guard the whole time. But, yeah, the uh, Knicks used to be kind of like the Rockets, where they would just be a bunch of like young dudes who aren't really that... I, w- I wouldn't say that, because the Rockets actually have some young talent. The Knicks were just kind of wrung out some guys who were just kind of young and Kevin had Knox. no talent. Uh, Frank Nilakina, big, The big. Fortnite god Kevin Knox, man. Yeah, it was... Uh, it He'll was, never lose that down. He, That's why he sucked. It was that jacket. Is he even on a team right now? He might not have stuck yeah. anywhere. I think he's still on is Kevin Knox still on uh, New York roster. He is still on New York's roster. He's only twenty two. I mean there's he still got a like, Bro, that Fortnite jacket so it, it sold his career away. Yeah. I mean he he averaged four points a game last year and his minutes went down. He only played half the season. Uh so he's probably probably not in their plans a whole bunch, but you know, Fortnite is at least forever. So uh he has that. Yeah, you can go play that shit when you go home. Yeah, you'll always have Fortnite to fall back on. The sixth man of the year in yeah. MIP also played today. Uh, actually, who? Who's he uh, talking he's about? Talk, he's talking about, he's a Warriors fan. He's talking about Jordan Poole and uh, I don't know who's the, who's the MIP. Oh, probably Jordan Poole also. Probably Jordan <laughs> Poole for both of them. Yikes, get out of here. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Poole. Warriors fans seem to love Jordan Poole. I don't I don't get it. He's, At uh, first he's nice. Did. He's nice, but like, yeah, not. They talk about him like he's Rui or something. I don't get it. No, I remember his rookie year; they hated on Jordan Poole. I, I remember that. I so mean, it made it made me kind of like him because they didn't like him so much. It's the same thing with James Wiseman. They they shit on Wiseman so much that I kind of like James Wiseman. Oh my goodness! Ten tier one. Oh Ten tier my. ones from from Gray Wolf because uh, he's a psychopath and just does this all the time. But thank you, we love you, CW. Thank you. <laughs> uh yeah, but it's also there's a lot of guys like that. I mean, we have guys like that who are just kind of like shit on at the beginning, and then like I think Denny's gonna end up kind of being that. I definitely shit oh. on Denny a whole bunch last year. Bro, I got faith in Denny, man. If he lets me down, it'll be worse than uh Schofield, bro. <laughs> oh man, Schofield. Uh, hey, he, he, Schofield's in Orlando now, bro. He got picked up, bro. I'm so happy. Isn't that his like fourth team now? <laughs> no, third. Third? Okay. No, it's actually second second NBA team. He, he was, was on, on OKC, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Third, third, third. yeah. OKC had him on, and then they let him go on training camp. But I remember Scofield was assigned to Orlando at the end of last season. Mm-hmm. But uh, he had a he actually had a false positive COVID test. So they didn't sign him because they only had like four games left. Damn. So I was I was sad about that. So I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad they gave him another chance. Wiseman's not winning no damn MIP. Don't get it. Should never go to a second year player. Uh, just for the record, yeah, MIP can't go to second year. Never. If I mean, if Luca didn't get it as a second year player, nobody's ever gonna win it as a second year player. Never. Um, but yeah. Uh, actually, Orlando has a lot of former Wizards. Come to think of it, got Walker, Rolo. <laughs> One thing I just, I just hope that Orlando isn't. They don't continue the the streak of just killing us, cause cause everybody knows like they see me on the TL cry every time we play Orlando. Like, I get more mad playing against Orlando than I playing the number one seed in the playoffs. Like, part of I me, don't, I always just want to get the Orlando games out of the way. A small part of me wants to chalk that up to a Scott Brooks special, but part of I me hope. also thinks I I don't remember this a hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure they also killed us in the Whitman era. So, Orlando has always killed it. Like, but I can remember, we just lose games to Orlando. It's been a long and, time. 
It's one of those, like, uh, I know divisions don't mean anything in basketball, like, at all. I think you play them usually. Like, I don't even think they, they remove the scheduling factor, too, now. I don't, didn't they? Like, I don't think it's a guarantee you play four games in your division anymore. Yeah, sometimes it's three. Yeah, sometimes it's three. So there's literally no meaning in division games. But for some reason, Orlando is the one team where it's like they have our number. They'll they'll almost. I don't remember a time where Orlando was like definitively better than us, except for maybe that one year uh, when Wall went down and we were yeah. like a nine seed. Outside of that, they've just found ways to beat us for no real reason other than where the Wizards and their the Orlando match. Bro, I was, fucking DJ Augustine was turning into Steph Curry, Terrence Ross, and like, Kevin Durant. Them, them, that man Vucevic was turning into Hakeem Olajuwon, bro. All of a sudden, he could play defense. Michael like, Carter bro. Williams turns into prime Derrick Rose. I swear to God, like, it was disgusting. And, like it made my stomach hurt every time. Like I used to rage, and I would rage quit the game. I wouldn't watch the rest of the game. Sim to end no VC. Uh, it would be a rough one. But yeah, preseason. I don't know how we ventured that far off topic. But yeah, uh, we play the Knicks like twice. <laughs> we do play the Knicks twice. It's Saturday and then next Friday, I believe. Uh, I'm gonna be going through a couple of these games. That's ten more gifted uh-huh. subs from CW. Uh, like it's, it's to the point, like, you know how occasionally you'll, you'll, uh, you'll know the names of the people who gift subs to, Yeah. I, I don't know any of these people anymore. And because <laughs> he never right, gifted so many subs, he's gifted a total of 577 to this. That's ridiculous. He is a psychopath, but we love you. Like I said, that's, that's insanity, but thank you so much for all your support. We thank you so much. Uh, but yeah, so we do play the Knicks twice this preseason. And uh, we only have four total preseason games. The Raptors one might be the most interesting uh, because that's our season opener as well. I believe we play the Raptors away. So that's going to be packing them up. You think so? I'm I'm confident. I think we beat the Raptors bad. That team does not inspire a lot of confidence. Uh, I mean, they are well coached. Just Nick Nurse is good, so you always have to kind of give that kind of credit where it's due. But the roster is not where it used to be. I mean, obviously. They downgraded going from uh, Lowry to Dragic. They picked up Precious Achua in that deal as well. Got Scotty Barnes, got Pascal Siakam. There's a lot of ra- like rough around the edges there. Fred Van Vliet is somebody who's always going to worry me, though. So I th- I'm going to say I'm going to say this: the Raptors game is it's probably the best thing that we play the Raptors. Because Ten more gifted oh, subs more. from the boy Jimmy, aka being the Elite Twenty Three. Oh my goodness! Y'all are going crazy today. It's, we've had like a constant like seven, eight viewers too. By the way, <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's what's up. Uh, um, so yeah, what was I about to say? That threw me off. Um, I think this is the perfect <laughs> it is the perfect game to see where we are compared to last year because this is a game that we should win. Mm-hmm. If I, we once again play to the opponent's level. I'm going to have flashbacks. I'm going to hold off on saying we should win any games until I see the team play. I understand we have talent. I understand we're deep. And I understand we have, we might have a coach now. We can't say for certain that we have, Wes Unsell Jr. is a good coach. Until we see actual gameplay. These guys still have not played together. There's a lot of new pieces. And yeah, there's talent. Yeah, there's a lot of upside. Yeah, there's, you know, height at pretty much every position. Their shot-making ability at pretty much every position, and there's defending at most, if not all, positions. It's... I am concerned, like, that this team is going to start slow. I mentioned that in the summer. I'm... I would look to see tomorrow uh, as a pretty good indicator 
of where the team is at right now and where the team could be come the season's end. We're not going to know everything about the team. 20 bits from Jimmy. Thank you. Um, we're not going to know exactly the team's talent level, obviously, right away. But I think we can kind of see individual play in the preseason a little bit. Like, uh, last year we saw Denny go 6-for-6 six six in the preseason. Where was that in the regular season? <laughs> he uh, was never as aggressive as he was in the preseason. He was never as efficient. He, also, he didn't, he didn't get, like, any of the looks he took that game. No. Remember, he had a one-handed floater in the lane. He never took that shot the entire season. But that game, they had Denny and Rui as the as the one and two options, by the way. Like, they sat everybody versus Brooklyn. And that pitch was close because them two just took the ball and did whatever they wanted with it. They were playing Kyrie. Remember, like, KD down the stretch in the preseason game? It was literally KD versus Rui 1v1 down the stretch. Like, that's crazy to think about. And then... And then during the season, I think there was one game where both Brad and Russ didn't play. I think it was the Miami game where Denny ended up going like 25 to 5. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's – I have to see – I got to see more of it because obviously we didn't see a large uh, sample size. But I want to see what happens when he's allowed to actually be some type of ball handling, which Wes has talked about. So I, w- I want to see what happens. Yeah, and that's, that's something I wanted to get into because I want to get into some specific things we want to see. That was going to be my first one, was Denny handling the goddamn ball. We did not see it much last year. We saw it in that one Miami game you referenced. I want to see what a pick and roll looks like with Denny Avdia as the ball handler. Does he have the chops to actually handle the ball in situations where good players handle the ball? Or is he going to always just be like that off-ball, versatile kind of Joe Ingles, Trevor Ariza type 3 and D player? If that's the case... You kind of whiffed on a top ten pick. It's uh, that's not ideal. If he can be, if he can handle the ball, if he can shoot off the dribble, and if he can use his offhand, that will be a pretty big deal for his development. One hundred percent. I want to see that from him. Uh, how long do you think they're gonna play Gafford? How many minutes? That's gonna be tough. I I don't know if they're gonna play him extended because obviously you don't want guys to get hurt in the preseason. But Gafford, like, one of the biggest question marks with him was his stamina. So you don't want to, like, underplay him either. I just want to see – I want to see if he stays out of foul trouble, at least in, at least in preseason. With him, he, he gives me everything I want from from a center like him. I just want to – he got to be on the court. So stamina and foul trouble, that's the, that's the two things. Fifteen and a half minutes over under. What do you think? Under. He's probably going to be, like – he's probably going to be, like, a back <laughs> I think 15 minutes would be good too. That's kind of all right. We'll say. Four. I, I feel like West is one of them guys that that like really plans the shit out and like will take him out at exact no matter how well he's playing. 15 minutes his. I think that would be kind of a good measuring stick for uh, for how he's going. It would have to be more like you know minutes clumped together rather than like five minutes on five minutes off because you want to especially if he's going to be our starting big going into the year. He's got to be able to stack minutes together and stack them effectively. I don't want to see the first three minutes him chasing blocks, and then for the next seven minutes he just can't play because he's gassed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can see. I can see in the second half. I think people two that are going to get extended run is probably going to be Aaron Holiday and Isaiah Todd. Probably going to get extended run in the second half. 
I would also guess Corey Kispert gets a pretty good, uh, pretty good look. All both the rookies and uh, and Aaron Holiday. But I think that would be a pretty good trio to kind of run out there a whole bunch. Uh, it it will be kind of nice to know what Aaron Holiday we're getting and uh, if he can do more than just kind of be an on ball guard defender. Isaiah Todd, I'm very, very, very intrigued to see though. Uh, He's got a wide range of what he can be. He can be a very positive like. I don't think he'd ever be like. I don't think he has all star potential, but like, I mean, I told he you could be I one thought. of the. He could be one of them above average, like fringe all star guys if he, like, if it goes well. But he could also just be uh just one of those dudes that can do something. He could just be like very average at everything, but he could also be like he's got a wide range of what he can be. With that kind of frame, I do think I actually do think he can be an all star. Like you just have to when you have that kind of length and shot making ability. Yeah, he's inconsistent with his jumper, but it's just, like, if you watch some of the games uh, he took for Ignite, they're all kind of, like, fadeaways. Uh, he did, like, he just spins along the baseline. He did some um, some post hooks. He did some he did a lot of different things. I think he just has to kind of settle down and play a little more simple, and he'll be at least a role player pretty quickly. I think he can be more, but it's just going to come down to, like, whether or not he can handle the ball and stuff that – we really don't have to even worry about right now, but if let's set, we'll just keep doing over unders because it's actually. Yo, the chat like, is sus. <laughs> they're just talking about two K. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they're gonna say they're gonna debate about two K in bed. Oh lord. That's fine. That's fine. They can talk. We're talking. They can talk. Uh, but over unders, I want to set for t- Isaiah Todd scoring. Actually, you want to do scoring? You want to do shot attempts? Scoring. Scoring. Okay. Shot is, is, is a lot. It's, it's too. Because it, it'll depend on who it is. That and also like, tracks his aggression. Like but yeah, okay, yeah. fine. That's fine. We'll do scoring. I'll set it at seven and a half. What would you take? For Isaiah Todd? Yeah. I think I think he's going to get a whole bunch of minutes, especially in the second half. Did I set it too low then? First preseason game, they're going to play like. They're gonna play the guys a bit. They might not be planning on playing, and see what how they play. And this is gonna be a chance for Isaiah Todd to, to like push himself into the rotation a little bit. I think he goes for like fifteen. So I'm gonna take over. He was a very inefficient shooter in the G League. He's gonna be facing probably some pr- pretty similar competition. Uh, fifteen is a lot. I don't know. I think he's gonna get a like. That's why I said shot at times because I think he's gonna take like seven or eight shots. I just think he's going to miss a whole lot of them because he does have that tendency to kind of overcomplicate things sometimes. Like he takes hard shots when he could just swing the ball sometimes. I'll say, I'm going to also say over, but I don't think he hits 15. I think it's more around like, I think I'm going to set it at like 12 and a half instead of seven and a half. That seems kind of low. So I'll, I'll say 12 and a half and I'll take the under on that. It sounds like you're still taking the over. Yeah, I'm gonna think over. I'll still say I I think he's gonna be around like ten, eleven points. So I think I think that's kind of a, a good middle ground to set it at. I if he still lets me down be upset. I think he's about to get a whole lot of <laughs> I do want to see him attack the rim a lot more. I know he doesn't have the muscle, but he has that kind of length. Like you mentioned Christian Wood with him uh, a couple years uh, a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. Christian Christian Wood, he's skinny, but the thing is the guy just goes up yeah. over here. <laughs> I mean you have like <laughs> I think he has like he can a throw him out the air if you want, span. but it's like, yeah, like just dunk he, he over goes him. up and stretches his arms like Luffy or something and just puts it in the room. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's interesting. Uh, it's he 
he really does have to work around finishing around the rim and just finding better ways to finding cleaner looks because he is a good shooter. Like his form is there. When he had open looks, it seems like he knocked them down a decent amount of the time. Maybe not all the time, but you know, still young. He's playing a pretty intense level of competition. Very physical game. Uh, he does have to add muscle to the frame, but I think Isaiah Todd will be an interesting watch tomorrow. Kispert is kind of what I'm looking at because I'm very interested in how he fits into the rotation. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys aren't going to play tomorrow. Like I would, if Dinwiddie might play the opener, Beal's probably not playing uh, at all. Uh, Beal likes the Knicks in preseason. He's going to play that game. He will play, uh, he might play the second game. I don't he, think he's playing the first one. Anybody that watches us, bro, they know like for some reason Beal just like playing the Knicks in preseason. Bro. I think the last two years he gave them twenty balls <laughs> each time in like less than twenty minutes. For some reason, he, he really likes playing against the Knicks in preseason, especially if it's in New York. Yeah. Some guys love the garden. LeBron was that guy. John Wall used to love playing in the garden. Uh, John Wall did one uh, on Ron Baker, bro. Did him dirty, bro. Did like he spun the ball around his body and then spun himself and then caught the ball and then went I, off a screenshot of mid range, made it. I'm like, bro, Ron Baker got to fight this guy. He had that Christmas 360 layup at the garden. Uh, that's one of the plays I don't think I'll ever forget from a player in a Wizards uniform. Um, Kispert, I, I still. I'm interested, though. You're surprised Kispert fell to 15. You don't think he was good to go high, but 15 feels like he slipped a little bit. I disagree. I think he was just kind of in that range. I mean, ultimately, he's a shooter who has defensive issues and concerns that it won't translate as much, uh, or his defense won't translate at all. Some people think, some experts seem to think, like, he could be anywhere from, like, Bertans to... I'm trying to think of, like... Joe Harris. Yeah. Joe Harris has been the big comparison. Joe Harris is who everybody compares him to, so I was trying to think of a different white guy and be creative. But, yeah, it's uh, Joe Harris uh, is kind of just who people think he is. And if you're getting Joe Harris from him, that's a decent player, but that's not like that's not necessarily a lot, lottery player either, right? You want more yeah. from a lottery pick than a Joe Harris. So I think just I outside the lottery I had him going anywhere from, like, 14 to 18. Honest, I thought the Warriors were going to pick him. I thought the Warriors – I was like – I was like, the Warriors need a shooter. They got enough ball handles, though. And then they took Moody. I was like, if the Warriors had taken Kispert and given us Moody, I probably would have jumped for joy because I'm a big Moses Moody guy. But I felt like I felt like Kispert made sense for the Warriors because I felt like they needed. I felt like they just needed somebody to catch the ball and put it in the hole. They're just too good at drafting, unfortunately. Like yeah, you don't end I, up I was, with Steph, Clay, and Draymond by being bad at drafting players. Yeah, I, I was like, oh man, they don't they don't need somebody that like that that can uh, do something with the ball and get to it. They got Steph, they got Clay, they got Drake. It's just like when they when they're open, shoot that ball. Hey, don't forget the pick. boy Poole. Warriors and the, yes, you know what I'm saying. And then they end up picking. They they pick Kaminga and Moody. I'm like, bro. Both of these guys, had they gone to a bad team, could have shined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Warriors just snagged that man. What kind of this drafting is incredible. He definitely won't become a lockdown defender, Jimmy, but. Better defender, sure. Uh, capable defender is what we're looking for, and good team defender is what you hey, need look. out of Corey Kispert. He we could saw get some there, of it but... in summer league. Mm-hmm. We got to see if it translates to the to the real league, but we also we, saw in we summer saw, league he gave, he gave us effort. He gave effort, but we also saw in summer league his contests weren't always the best. Like it, it seemed like guys would just kind of drive to the basket on him and get layups, and he would bother yeah. the shot, but he just wasn't strong enough to actually like contested effectively because they would hit contested shots over him pretty often look i'll take this to the grave that game winner that cam thomas hit he was in a box kisper had him locked up right he 
he had to it was he wasn't styling enough that he had to take a one legged runner from three point. Yeah. He had to. Kisper had that man in a box in that last possession, bro. I don't understand how he made that. Still. It was kind of crazy. Uh, I was standing up in my seat like, yo, Kisper got him locked. I was about to tweet so much propaganda if Kisper had locked up Cam Thomas for game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest though, Cam Thomas is kinda like that. I, I think no matter who but, that defender was, that shot was going in. I was saying, he forced him into taking a one-legged shot. Like, it was, he didn't have another shot to take. Kids were on that, bro. I'm like, bro, there's no way, bro. It was good they defense, the, but, man, it's... He hit that, I, I sunk in my seat. <laughs> I, I, I really think Cam Thomas was that guy. I was kind of hoping we took him over Todd. And uh, if we didn't trade he, back for him. I hope he gets some serious minutes. I hope he gets some serious minutes. Bro. He's not Somehow. getting any minutes. Come on, that was I Brooklyn. I hope he gets some kind of minutes, bro. He's, just, like, he's going to be the 15th be like guy minutes. on the bench. He's not going to play at all. Bro, let my man Cam Thomas get like 10, 15 I'm going to be 100% bro. real with you. The best case scenario for Cam Thomas is being trade bait. That's what Cam Thomas's ideal scenario is for this season. Bro, they're going to they play him one time and they're going to figure out he's going to be their Tyrese Maxey. They're going to let him play. Get that like man Cam like Thomas 10 minutes. Lot, man. Get he's... that man 10 minutes. I'll, I'll promise you he'll be the next Tyrese Maxey. I don't know how the hell the league let him go to Brooklyn. That's a good player. But yeah, uh, has got to figure that out. Ten minutes, all we need, bro. Back to Kispert though, yeah. because over under two point five three point attempts. Three point attempts? I think he. Yeah, he's taking. No, 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 that's way too low. That's way too low. Yeah, you think more than that? Five point five three point attempts. I think he's just gonna I, let I it fly, take, man. I had him taking five, but the, the thing is about Kispert. He will. If he's feeling it, he will he let pass, it fly. He'll pass up shots. He doesn't take stupid shots. Mm-mm. He's really smart about his shot selection. So if 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 he's not getting open or if he's not getting the ball when he's open, he's gonna pass it. You'll see him be passive if he will get upset. My brain. I also he's think there's going to be some actions to get him open looks that will work for him. Davis yeah, Bertans, ho- ho- Kyle hopefully Kuzma, an NBA coach. KCP. So- We'll, we'll, we'll be trying to get him some looks. If we have a real NBA coach, we have plays designed for shooters. Or when we would get into transition, this guy would be open every fucking transition opportunity in summer league. And I think he got the ball twice and made one out of two. Yeah, he's he pretty good. <laughs> now, he had that but, one 18 so point it, game. Where's, wasn't it all threes? Or no, he actually drove a little bit in that game too. I think yeah. he had some shots at the rim. He always takes shots. At, he's really good cutting off the ball. That was something Chase Hughes he mentioned in an article today. Uh, apparently in practice, one of the big things about Corey Kispert that stand out, he is a great cutter. And uh, obviously, the better shooter you are, the more effective your cuts are. Because when they're concerned about you standing at the ri- or at the perimeter, sometimes they get caught sleeping, uh, ball watching, you cut to the basket, have an open look. Yeah, and he can, he can get up a little bit. I like yeah. to see him finish more, though, because... He had a couple in the season where I was like, man, he would have finished that. I could have tweeted some some real propaganda. He's also – I think his first shot, he cut to baseline, got the ball, and went up for like a reverse layup, and he missed it. I'm like, man, he would have finished that. You turned that your board. camera off. There's no way I did <laughs> You hit your keyboard and turned your camera off. Nice one. Yo, no way. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, he definitely, he definitely has some ups. He definitely has some craftiness around the rim. Not a ton, but some. But he also just kind of gets the ball away pretty quickly. Uh, and I think just being a white guy playing basketball growing up, you kind of <laughs> have to do that. Otherwise, your shit getting swatted. So uh, he gets layups up pretty quickly. So that's nice, as, especially if you're a good cutter. If you cut to the basket, catch it, put it up really quickly, 
that's an automatic two points. It's a layup drill. Um, so yeah, that that'll definitely be an element I'm looking out for. Uh, I'm trying to think. I am really, really curious to see what Kyle Kuzma looks like with this Wizards team. Oh, they better, they better let Kyle Kuzma cook. I'm hoping I, he I, plays. I, I, He's not like a young guy anymore. He's like 26. He, there's a chance he doesn't play. You know, maybe vets don't play as often in the preseason anyway. So, you know, load management and all that. I'm hoping he plays. I'm hoping he has the ball a decent amount. And I'm hoping to see him do a little of what he can do. He, uh, his jump shot has been looking nice. His jump shot's always been nice, but it's not. It, it's looking a little. It's looking pretty good. Looks like he's uh, he's elevating. He's releasing it a little higher than before. Seems like he used to kind of do it at his forehead. Now it's above his head. Uh, I like that. It's intriguing with Kyle Kuzma. Him handling the ball is going to be interesting. Him being a screener in pick and rolls is also going to be interesting. Because, as we learned last week, he's a true 6'10". Yep, I I told you. I was scheduled. I told y'all that there's pictures of him next to Braun where he's taller, and there's pictures of him next to AD where they they're like AD like barely like over him. Like Kaku's just six ten. He's big, bro, for no reason. Don't clip that. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> Don't um, clip that. I'm trying to think of a good over under for Kyle Kuzma. Over under highlight plays, one point five for Kyle Kuzma. I'm taking the over. He's gonna he's gonna try something. I think I feel like he's gonna try to do something flashy. He's gonna try to do something flashy. But there's two sides to every coin. Uh, And we saw that last year. Last year, lights were on. Kuzma had a tendency to play outside of himself and do some silly things. There are chances for low lights just as much as there's chances for highlights. I I see him passing the ball to absolutely no one off of a drive that. It looks like he's going to oh, miss. Gonna. He's just going to try to, like, kick it to the corner. Nobody's going to be standing there, and it's going to look silly. I could also see him yamming over top of, uh, who are we playing again? The Raptors? Chris Boucher or something. And Oh, no, Chris Boucher. Oh, man. <laughs> I could also see a situation oh, where Kuzma ends up dropping, like, 25 off of, like, dribble pull-ups. There's a lot of ways Kyle Kuzma can go. Bro, Kyle Kuzma is our Nick Young, and I love it. He's about to—I'm telling you—he's about to go crazy. He's about to go crazy. It's gonna be bad. It's either Kuzmania or it's not. You already took the over. I think I'm gonna take the under. Uh, you know, ever me, ever the pessimist. I think he's gonna do some silly stuff. I think he's gonna try to his credit to get some highlight plays. I just don't see it going well. As soon as he gets here, maybe he tries to do too much, thinking he's playing for like a shitty team. And uh, no offense to the Wizards, you know, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, he's he's not playing for the Lakers anymore, so he can kind of do whatever he wants, or so he thinks. And he'll he'll end up looking silly a couple times. Maybe he has, like, a good... Maybe he dunks in transition. Maybe he, like... Maybe he makes a couple good passes. Maybe he hits some jumpers. But I, I still don't really know where to set my expectations with Kuzma. So I'm taking the under. Come on, he's about to try to the sauce. Not over, ready for it. over under Dinwiddie minutes, .5. Dinwiddie? Game one. How many minutes? What's the... the... 0.5. Does he play in the first preseason game? Yeah, I think he does in field, doesn't I don't know, man. It's... I'm iffy on this one because I feel like 
Coming off of, like, if Denny's not playing tomorrow, I don't understand why Dinwiddie would be. That's my big thing. Like, Avdia is somebody you need to develop, yeah. and you only develop dudes with rest. You're, he's coming off of an injury, so they're trying to ease him along. Dinwiddie's coming off of a worse injury, and you need him as a core piece of your team. If he re-injures himself, you have no chance at all this season. I think they're going to give him, like, five minutes to, like, get used to being on the NBA court again. That's what I think is going to happen. You're gonna, they're not going to play, not gonna play of, him long. You run the risk of letting Rust take over if you don't play him at all. But I also think there's still other three other preseason games for that reason. So I'm going to say he's held out of this one, plays on Saturday. I feel like he plays five today. He might, if, if, if it goes well, he plays ten Saturday. If it goes well again, he might play... He might play ten or more, and then the last preseason game will play for me. Beal, I don't think he, I don't think Beal plays today or tomorrow. I don't think Beal's gonna play the first one. Speaking of Bradley Beal, we, we go to New York. He's gonna, he's gonna play like about however many he Beal probably picks his minutes. Bradley Beal, I don't, I don't know if he, I don't think he's gonna play much at all in the preseason. But uh, we did offer him that extension that we talked about. No word has come of it, so I doubt he'll sign it. <laughs> That's pretty much how the cookie crumbles when it comes to Bradley Beal. He gonna sign. He, he gonna wait. And he's gonna wait till next gonna, year. Get that. And we gonna we gonna offer him that because he he's gonna stay with the Wizards because nobody else can give him the same amount of money. And plus, he likes it in DC. He keeps reiterating that he wants to win in DC, but he also wants to get paid for his efforts in DC. I also so don't this, think this, this, any this, other this team would put up get. with some of the silliness Bradley Beal gives, like this anti vax stuff and things like that. But you know, he'll be here. That's cool. We just have to I wait another year on that. this extension. I think he's reluctantly going to end up getting vaccinated. Andrew Wiggins did, so sure. I, I think he's going to end up doing it, but he's still going to be like, he's still going to be like, yeah, fuck y'all. <laughs> he was like, bro, I ain't do this shit to make y'all happy. <laughs> did you see Bertans post on his story about Jonathan Isaac? Said like, it's always a choice. Good like, for bro, you. Berton, that's what, like, bro, even when they get vaccinated, bro, they still they still be on that shit, bro. Berton literally vaccinated, man. <laughs> Bertans is vaccinated. He also dealt with COVID early in the year, and it was a huge hindrance to his season. But yeah, it's a choice. This guy, man. I'm also. No. Tell I don't you understand what. how we've become. We, we always just. The most unnecessary drama that can come to the Wizards, bro, we find a way. We find a way. We didn't have to be the anti back team. But we were just like, if somebody's got to be the team, then we decided we're going to do it. Like, come on, man. Let's, 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 let the king do it or something, bro. <laughs> Let it be the magic. I mean, they already yeah. had Jonathan Isaac leading the charge. It might as yeah, well let, it, let it be them, bro. Let, let, even if you just, just let it run under, under the radar. We don't have to know. Be the Lakers or the Nets. Derail the season. And it kind of is the Nets with Kyrie, but you know. <laughs> like, I'm going to go Kyrie over this 41 game. That's crazy. I'm not drafting him in fantasy. Nobody should. But uh, that kind of really sucks, man. <laughs> How crazy would it be if he just came in looked like averaging 30 points a game, like. Seven assists, five rebounds, only playing forty-one games a season. Be so disgusting. It would be dis- nasty behavior. It would be like like Kawhi Leonard would take load management to the next level. Oh, if somebody <laughs> draft Kyrie, better be their last player. <laughs> if you do the last player, you can you can afford to like expend that. Yeah, I remember I used to, like with the last pick in a fantasy draft. I used to take uh like remember when Kristaps Porzingis was coming off of an ACL. Every single yeah. league, I took him with the last pick in the draft. And then he didn't play a single minute that season. So, <laughs> it was worth the flyer if he did come back. But, you know, no. just never did. Last season, I took him. 
I took him and I ended up winning my uh, fantasy league because of that. Because like I was down bad early in the season, everybody got injured, but I had I had Yoki and a bunch of like decent role players, and I survived. I would win some games, or whatever. Then John Morant came back. Uh, all these guys come back. Tyrese Halliburton will start getting bad minutes, and then all of a sudden, Chris Porzingis comes back from injury, and now I'm all of a sudden the God Squad. I can't lose games. <laughs> I think Kyrie might retire. Interesting. I could see that. I mean, he's definitely kind of flirted with it. Several times the past few years. I think playing in Boston kind of took a big hit on his mental. Uh, that's not an easy crowd to play in front of. And that's why, like, when anybody says Ben Simmons for Kyrie, I just laugh because there's no way Kyrie is playing in front of Philly fans. He's just not built for it mentally. I I could see it. I mean, he, he doesn't want to be pressured into, like, being told what to do with his body, i.e. being vaccinated. If it's going to be between, like, if the Nets ask him to get vaccinated or, like, because they're losing games without him, I think there's a real chance he just retires and says, I don't want to do this. Honestly, like, if there's any player that I think would rather retire than get the vaccine, it's probably Kyrie. And that would be he, a crime be- he's, to he's the game of basketball enough. because we would have lost a very, very, very important piece to basketball's history because nobody really does it like Kyrie Irving. He's stubborn enough to do that, too. Yes. I feel for him, though. He's, uh, <laughs> kind of. I mean, doesn't want to be told what to do, but, like, you got you to gotta do this, man. It's it's for your own good. Just do it. He, he could also be one of the ones like, that reluctantly gets it. But he's not Wiggins, though. I don't know. I, I just, like, like you said, he's stubborn enough to do it, and he's, he's stubborn enough to just say, I don't want to do it, and just not do it. He literally just left the Nets. For like oh, two months, <laughs> he was it's, not there. He's he's not. A, I don't know, man. He's an interesting guy. I'll put it that way. Back to the Wizards, though. Wes Unsell Jr. Over under one and a half shot clock violations. I can't think of a, a better defensive metric to use for like a system. They're gonna get. They're gonna get first freezing here. They're gonna get over that. I feel no. Nah, yeah, no. Gonna, that's that's, that's kind of. They're gonna have to figure it out. Like it's hard to find a number. They're, they're gonna have to try to use their play their plays against an NBA defense now. It's also it's not, it's preseason, so it's always messy. You know, like it's just not like coordinated and like as clean as an actual NBA game. So it's tough to say. I don't think that's the right number for it, but I don't really know what is. So it's tough to yeah. say. They, they're going to get some. If they don't, I'll be impressed. But they're going to get some. All I'm really trying to get out of that is saying, like, do we think the defense will be visibly improved? I think the answer is yes. And I think the metric to use that would be the shot clock violation, but I don't really know that for sure. But in terms of defense being improved, here's what I mean. I mean, better on-ball defending by pretty much every individual player. I mean, more succinct and, like, What's the word for it? Just cleaner looking, I guess, defense. I don't want to see point, like Dinwiddie getting switched on to bigs, which is something that was reported on. They said they're not going to switch as often, which is good because they don't really – they have some personnel that can switch this year, interestingly enough. But I think it's always better when guys can, can stay home and avoid screens and just stick with their defender, play man. I think what's going to happen is you're going to – they're going to switch in situations. 
So if it's a guard, if it's a guard getting screened by a big, I don't think they. I think they're gonna try everything to have the guard fight and stay there. All, the only way that switch happens is if the guard gets fucked up on that screen. He gets hit with a Hall of Fame brick wall. Can't do anything. Then the big has to stay off. But I think they're gonna go with a hard hedge and go back. And somebody's gonna have to bump down to tag the uh, roadman. Wings seem probably. If it's wing, yeah. If it's wing's gonna be switched, you're gonna see a lot of switching because a lot of people are around the same height. Like, even KCP and Kuzma, one is 6'5", one is 6'10", they can kind of guard the same positions. KCP's guarded when he's... Yeah, KCP's guarded power forwards effectively. He'll be okay. He can do it. And then Kuzma, Denny, and Rui, they're literally in in line. 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", yeah. (laughs) That's a nice trio to kind of be able to switch everything on. Kispert, too, 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", 6'10". Yeah. Those guys can do it. Then what he can switch on to him. He's six five. The only the only ones that I, I don't want to see switching too much this year that switched way too much last year. Neto. Beal and Neto. <laughs> Neto was on Beal. LeBron way too often last year. And then Beal was playing small forward. Beal was the Guard three. And six ten Jason Tatum. Why? Did you see Beal said that uh, Neto's probably the smallest power forward in NBA history? They had Neto guarding Tobias Harris. They had Neto guarding goddamn. Bro, like, if he was guarding Braun. <laughs> he was I'm, actually I'm not, clamping I'm, LeBron, though. So no, I wouldn't no, no, be no, surprised so. if I seen a clip of him guarding AD in the post. <laughs> Scott Brooks didn't care. The man had four four guards in the playoffs. Let's do that, then. Over under Neto switches first preseason game. Two and a half. Hopefully it's under, but <laughs> I, <am very laughs> I got to go with the trend under. here. I got to go with the trend here, bro. And I think he's going to switch on to a, to a big guy. He's going to end up fronting, fronting a big in the post at least three times. I really want – I kind of want to see, like, Neto lock up Mitchell Robinson. But it's not just – just don't let it happen. If you don't switch, it doesn't happen. I think he'll clamp Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson up, don't look, don't he has no post game either. Post. So it's just like – He is screen, roll, dunk. He don't, he don't got nothing in the post. He can All he really has to do is catch it, pivot, and then face up dunk on him. Like if he really wanted to. He's big enough to that's, do that. That's those stripping that before he go up. <laughs> My dog, Howard. What else do we want to do over-unders on? I'm trying to think. Uh, KCP minutes? I don't feel like he's. Gonna, I don't think he's gonna play that much. He might not play at all, just like Beal. Like he's one of the. He's more proven player. I'll set I it. I, I, I'm. I'm confident that Hero might not play. Yeah, uh, I don't think he's gonna play. Are they gonna? Is uh? Is Jaime gonna play with us in the? Ekenike, I believe so. So is Jay Huff. I, all right. Yeah. For so at least I part of it. Jaime, Jaime gonna get them. Uh, them backup minutes. I think Gaffer gonna be like five minutes. You know, we have like Jaime and maybe Jay Hub and Isaiah Todd like rotate through that. I don't, I don't think Harold plays at all. I could see that Harold resting. Uh, I think he's twenty nine, so it's not like he's old either. Twenty eight, twenty nine ish. They're all kind of between twenty six and twenty eight. He's more proven. Like, he could play, but I don't think he's gonna play that much. If you're a proven like first... NBA player, you really don't have to play in the preseason unless you want to. It just kind of shake the rust off. It doesn't hurt, but I mean. This was a shorter offseason, again, wasn't it? Like, that might guys might not want to play uh, this se- like to start the season, especially if they played late into last year. Obviously, Harold didn't get a lot of minutes on the Lakers' playoff run, yeah. short as it may be. 
But, uh, you know, I could see guys just wanting to take it easy or ease themselves back in. Maybe play a second, third, maybe fourth preseason game, but just sit out of the first one. So if yeah, people do uh, sit out of the first one, here. don't panic. Yeah. Of the uh, that guys, I think Kuz is probably going to play the most. Yeah. I, I think because there's usually like one bet where like the team will like let him play in a lot. I think who's going to be that guy for like, I guess to like rally the young guys in, which would be interesting knowing the player Kuzma was to see if he if he's made that like mental jump to be the vet now. So it it'll it'll be interesting to see that. Uh, he's been talking like an old head recently. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like every interview, yeah. he just. Like his whole demeanor has kind of changed. He seems a little more calm, a little just more wise. It's interesting. Yeah. One thing for sure. The Aaron Holiday. Uh, Cash Winston. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cash. Sure. We could talk about Cash. Capital Cash. I know that's your guy. I need that Cash Winston. Yeah, I need Cash Winston in it. You want to set the over under? There's gonna be something there. I don't even know what to set the over under on. Maybe I don't either. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care about Cash Winston like that. Assist. I just want to see him on you know the what? floor. No, we'll do assist because his passing is one of his marquee talents, right? He's supposed to be like this floor general. So we'll talk about Cassius Winston assists. Three and a half, over, under. Under, he's going to get exactly three. Exactly three. I'll take the under. over because I think he's going to play a significant portion of the second half. Uh, I think he's going to be passing to guys like Jaime and, um, and Jay Huff. Maybe run some screen rolls. Maybe get a couple lobs in there. Maybe kick to the corner. Possibly he plays with Kispert and or Isaiah Todd, so maybe they both kind of put up some jumpers, get him some assists. I am interested to see how Cassius Winston's offense works off the dribble, though, because last year it seems like every off-the-dribble jumper he took was an automatic miss. There was no chance of it ever going in. If he can't shoot off the dribble, he has no ability to get on an NBA court. I got faith in his off-the-dribble off mid-range, not his off-the-dribble three-pointer. You have to have However, his, his, catch, his catch and shoot three... It's not bad. I'm, I got I got confidence in him. I like his catch and shoot three, but his off the dribble three, I'm, I'm not a fan of. But his off the, off the dribble mid range, he can make those. So we'll, we'll see the shots he takes. He is kind of. I don't, don't want to see him pulling up from three. I I kind of do want to see him pulling up from three though. Like it's you say that, but that's the that's his path to the roster. If he wants to beat out Aaron Holiday for an opportunity to play on this team, he has to start making those off the dribble threes. Because this is some, that's a dynamic this team hasn't really had. Dinwiddie kind of adds it, but even then, like shot twenty one percent off of catch, uh, pull up threes. We it was need, just difficult. Yeah, they're not. They, they not dragged down. Beal, they dragged down Beal's percentage. They did, and Beal said that was something he worked on this season, uh, off season two. He said he wanted to shoot more off the dribble threes and deeper off the dribble threes because last year he missed a shit ton of them. So he practiced. If he a can lot make, the if he can make more of his off the dribble threes. Bill might average 35 because that that was one of the only things holding him back. He was he was automatic from mid-range, automatic finishing at the rim, automatic from the free throw line. If might he start a number aver- hit his off-the-dribble threes, Bill might average 35. That scoring average might start with a four uh, if if he can add that consistent three. <laughs> but he's, got, he's got that level. He's got that level. He, get, he gets a whistle, too. He does. He's really good at getting whistles. Uh, I think it was only like him yeah, and Harden. He doesn't. Top he doesn't two. really get. He doesn't really get false whistles too. No. Like most of his most of the calls he gets is like they're real. He has a really good ability. Like one thing I've seen him do to get calls effectively is he kind of like sticks the ball out to his right. Then when the defender closes out and tries to reach for the ball, he switches to his left and goes up for the layup. 
So that way, the defender reaches in, gets some contact, gets a foul. That's how he gets most of his and ones, anecdotally speaking. I don't actually know that, but that's that's just kind of what it seems like. But it's a it's a very effective move. I've seen him do that before. He does he does a lot of little things, and I think I don't know how he does a search of the stat, but I remember them talking about it during the season how like he was like top five in and ones. Yeah, as a fucking guard. The team I, as I think, a whole last year was really one. high on it, actually. I like, think Giannis was number one. I'm pretty sure the Wizards oh were top ten in converted and ones last year. And that was just finishing everything. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Rui also was pretty good at finishing and ones. Uh, so was weirdly, you know, who was really good at and ones last year? Robin Lopez. Felt like was. felt like those the, the putback layups and, and the post hooks. <laughs> never missed the hooks, and then occasionally he would convert on the free throw. So. You gotta have a bunch of those converted at once. I am actually—I never thought I'd say this. I'm gonna miss those post hooks. Like that was actually were, like a fun. They were part funny. Because like once you seen that Rob Lopez was coming in, and then like I would always tweet, "Yo, we have Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook on the floor. We're running offense through Robin Lopez." <laughs> It like it was an every night thing. Like we got two all NBA level guards on the floor, and we're running the offense through Robin Lopez. All That's of our bench scoring me. for a short period of time. Like when we were we had injuries with our bigs, a hundred percent of our bench scoring was coming from Robin Lopez post hooks. It was one hell of a time. That shit was incredible. He was in like sixty six percent from post hooks. I like this. It's Russell Westbrook's only year in DC. That will be the biggest part that I remember is the Russell is the Robin Lopez post hook factory that was produced. Man, that guy he he's a character too. He's he's funny. Didn't he say something about like he didn't see uh Brooke, he didn't see Brook Lopez win the title so it didn't happen. Yeah, he's, he's just denying it happened. He's a funny guy. Uh, I wonder how much success he's gonna have in Orlando where nothing is. Seemingly successful. I'm convinced, by the way, he signed there just so we can go to Disney World like every other week. I'm, I like honestly. If you told he's me about, he's about to Robin Lopez so had Universal Studios and Disney World like season tickets, I would be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He's gonna fight all the mascots at Disney. Him and Mickey Mouse are gonna have like an actual fist fight, and it's gonna be hilarious. Yeah, he's gonna post this shit on Twitter and it's gonna go viral. I'm telling you, he's gonna fight like all the mascots. He's gonna fight Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. He's gonna fight. He's gonna fight Mickey and Minnie. Both of them getting their hands right. He followed me. He's gonna fight all of them. He's gonna go to or uh, Universal. He's gonna throw hands with Megatron. He's gonna throw hands with Shrek. It's gonna be awesome. We need to see it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thomas Bryant's not coming back for the preseason. I'm trying to think of any other guy on the roster we can. Do I think he's coming back in like December. He's coming back in December. Is what the team said. Which is pretty good. That's kind of fast. It's faster. Yeah. I mean, what he tear his ACL March. February? Yeah, it was early. Uh, was it, I, I, like, I don't I think, think it was I think it was the 6th or 7th game. I think that was early February. And he's going to be back after 9 months off a torn ACL. Remember that was like a year and a half injury? And now it's just like, no, nah, two weeks can pass. You'll be, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro, they get back to basketball like, after like 5 months. Modern crazy. medicine is a crazy thing. Five months later, the motherfuckers on the court. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't I, 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 Jaime Ekenike. Nah, I 
Bro, I like I like Jaime, bro. You actually like Jaime? I like, I like Jaime, bro. I'm not going to lie. He made me like him in some league. The one play that he did make that I really liked from Jaime Akinike was the um, – in the summer league, I think I tweeted this video out, but uh, he caught the ball off a of, – it was like a loose ball coming off the rim. A player – no, no, no. A, a loose ball came off the rim. A player caught it. Was it off the rim? No, it was an air ball. An opposing team uh, – player had an offensive rebound but he was like falling out of bounds so he threw it at Jaime Jaime caught it and threw it at his head out of bounds with two hands <laughs> which was a really smart play I mean they got the ball back but it was just a really bro, goofy looking asshole, play bro. it's also weird that Jaime is like an adult with braces but uh, outside of that he's alright um, I am a fan of Jaime bro. I, want, I want to see him be well oh we got one well, more not a, I don't like J-Hook over under 0.5 roster spots for Anthony Gill come season start. Okay, right now, Anthony Gill is a survivor, bro. If he was on like one of them like island survival games or some shit, or like now it could be survival game, he wouldn't. This guy, he he, he doesn't survived go away. this podcast so long that I forgot he existed. So like that's he does he doesn't go away. He just survived. He's gonna be on the bench. That's it. He actually he's played well when could, he got an opportunity last year too. Like he, he's he's decent. He's one of them dudes that could end up that could possibly end up playing like ten years in the league and always be like at the end of the bench, just collecting think, a check, bro. Like he, he he's a survivor, bro. I think like, I think, I think a, he's gonna make the team. I think so too, actually. But uh, no, no, I'm not gonna give it to him. We have too many power forwards, and I think if it comes down to it, they're gonna keep Isaiah Todd over him. I think there's a possibility if he plays well this preseason, he gets traded. Otherwise, he's going to head his, his ass back to uh, Russia. I think we were kind of miscasting Anthony Gill when we got him, though. Like, we caught him, and uh, everybody was talking about how he was like a 42.7% shooter from three back in Russia. Got here, he missed like four straight threes, and then he never took one again. It seems like he was just kind of an undersized big, and that's how his role kind of should be. He was actually decent, like, back to the basket. Uh, like, he, he would post up and, like, score Defensively pretty easily. Too, he was yeah, defensively, like, he could stick to wings or bigs and just kind of do it. He was strong as hell for no reason. I, I, I think Andy Gill, he's just a survivor. I think he stays. I think he finds a way. I think he finds a way to just sneak on the end of the bench, bro. I feel, I feel it. If that's the case, Isaiah Todd's probably on the G League. Um, I mean, he's going to be back and forth anyway. He's going to probably be back and forth anyway. It's not like he's going to get consistent minutes. I'd imagine second round. That's how to do them. They're, they're usually like two way. Unless he, they're, they're not, I, he's second not round. Used to get guaranteed. Second round used to get guaranteed. That's such that a lot of them get two ways now because of the G League. Right. I don't but, think. Uh, but I think Todd's on like a four year guaranteed deal. I think he still has options to go to the uh, G League, and you know he can just kind of Tommy can just kind of send him down whenever he wants to. But uh, I'm intrigued because Isaiah Todd definitely like if he shows out in preseason, likelihood is. He sticks with the main roster, maybe cracks his way into the rotation. If he sucks, he goes to the G League, no harm done. Have some time to kind of work your way back up. I hope Isaiah Todd cracks his way into the rotation. It would be I what's really best hope. for his career because, man. Let's, let, I really hope. Let's not Schofield this guy, bro. Give him, give him like five, ten minutes, bro. Let him crack rotation just a little bit. You don't got to give him a lot of minutes. Boy, you don't got to give him a lot, bro. Because Schofield was in the rotation and played his way out of the rotation. Come on, man. Schofield was playing well, bro. You're a troller. Schofield was not playing well. Come on. He, bro, just, he had, the, he was he had a, a poster on Detroit, bro. 
He did have a poster, but like he would just kind of chuck up shots from three and never make one. I don't think he, he was, he was like, never he was like one of the best Admiral defenders Schofield. we had on that team. That team was the worst defensive team of all time. That's why. And he was locking, <laughs> locked people up. But genuinely, like I, I think I've seen Admiral Schofield take like twenty five threes. I don't think I've seen him make a single one. Well, you're a troll, bro. I've seen him make one. <laughs> bro, he, he definitely didn't want the second game of the season. He hit two. That did happen. You're right. That did happen. That was against the Spurs. That was the Davis Bertans. The, the, the Thunder. That was the Thunder. Chris Paul and the He went for like seven and five. Oh yeah, you were at that game. That's right. Yeah, he went for seven and five in literally like nine minutes. <laughs> and they, they didn't play him again. And I was like, bro, <laughs> what kind of icing is this, bro? <laughs> that was sick. That's the Skybrook special. All first half, and he didn't touch the floor. Like, I'm like, bro, what's up with Skybrook? He didn't just eat. I don't know how this happened, but we started and ended this podcast. Talking about Admiral Schofield. He's the GOAT. <laughs> Admiral Schofield is the GOAT. And with that being said, it's about time we wrap up. Be sure to follow us on all socials. At Chasing the Chip on Twitter. At Chasing the Chip on, well, if Instagram is back up, Chasing the Chip on Instagram. Uh, follow our personals at your boy Wayne for Wayne. At the Moe's for me. Uh, we should be back on Wednesday. We'll talk about the uh, the win against the Falcons. That shit was crazy. Tell what Heineke's. Is God, that, that's bro. I I, I genuinely the can't believe the what I saw with Taylor Heineke. Like it, that that shit blew my mind. Uh, I was ready to lose that game so many different times, and he just fucking won it. I thought y'all were gonna lose. I turned the game on like a minute left. This the, it wasn't even like it was like they just they drove off the field. And did like, bro, he just sent up a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> he threw up a prayer. Like he just sent up. And it he was sends up a bomb, and it was bro. If there's any he, team he that works ball. against in the NFL, it is the Atlanta Falcons because that that franchise is cursed. But we'll talk more about that all Wednesday. Uh, I think we got Token Boys on Thursday. OTR guys are back, so we should have more of those shows this week. Uh, Saturday show has been kind of off last couple weeks. I've been sick. Uh, Ty was on vacation. I'm gonna do my best to come back with it. Uh, I haven't even checked. You wanted to see what happened with the last time we did the coin? I think it was week two. Uh, oh, it was just us two, so we can do this. I probably got messed up. We'll see. Let's see. I think I got most of the games right. Because I think that 66-yard field goal, like, help me. <laughs> uh, I, have to, I have to look at the results, too. I didn't even do that. But we'll do that because we got time. So, da-da-da. Bro, we all had so many similar picks. What the hell? <laughs> Bro, the coin I forgot one. about that. The coin literally picked with us. Like every single time, NFL Week Two schedule. Let's pull this up. Dun dun dun, dun. and it's just never gonna. It's just not gonna let me. Okay, my internet's not working well enough to do this, so we'll do this some other time. But uh, yeah, the coin probably did pretty well, but not as well as it did the week before. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah, Ty does have plans on Saturday. I forgot. There's the uh, Virginia Tech game. Yeah. So, never mind, but we'll see about the Saturday show because it will be coming back at some point. Uh, but, yeah, with that being said, see you later.